sacrifice. I can't come here and die. I can't come here and lose. Got all this shit on my mind. Like what the fuck I'm a day? Work ain't paid me in time. My baby just ripped me my mood. Her too just cut off my line. Hi guys. Welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Jade. I'm Is. And today we're gonna talk a bit about life after lockdown. So we obviously did an episode, Black Broken Quarantined, when we were in the midst of, of lockdown. So we just thought we'd come back now since things are opening back up and talk about the working class experience now that things are opening back up, but we're readjusting to life looking a little different. Of course, we are entering, well, we're apparently reportedly entering a recession so yeah just and and what all of that brings with it opening question what is one thing that you have done since lockdown's been lifted that you've enjoyed just the prospect of being able to travel again (laughs) is something that I'm very very happy to finally be able to re-engage with um so I do have something booked it is in Europe so I am praying I'm able to go and that nothing gets in the way. They have already changed my flight. So I was leaving late at night um, and they've brought my flight forward by a few hours, which is annoying. Um, I'm praying that that is all that gets changed or that's the only change that happens. I'm happy at the prospect that I'm going to be able to travel in the next couple of weeks. What about you? Um, Shisha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Shisha. I've been been on the pipe, back on the pipe. I've I've really missed Shisha. Um, I've only been three times, I think. Only. Um, I've only been three. No, I've only been three times, but the, I missed it so much during um lockdown that I'm like, yeah, Shisha and Jim. Funnily enough, a bit of an oxymoron there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> gym as well I've enjoyed being back in the gym I've been thinking a lot this week about the way the world looks and that Mm. how much how different the world looks in August 2020 to how it looked in January 2020 Mm. um and like we touched on loads of things um in the being Broke Black and Quarantined episode that we did at the beginning of lockdown, where we spoke about like how quarantining in our environments was just really difficult for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, and I think similarly, coming out of quarantine has been equally difficult for so many reasons for me anyway, for me personally. Mm. Struggling with reintegrating with work. Even like all of the questions that all that time to myself brought up for me, there was a lot of like engaging with trauma. Um, There was a lot of revisiting things that have happened and there was just a lot of time in it to think basically. And with that, there's a kind of hangover or a fatigue, Mm. an emotional, mental, spiritual hangover 
um, that I am still living with and dealing with, but expected to kind of go back to normal in 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 ways. Um, expected to go back to normal in ways, and like just not really knowing what normal is anymore. Um, and I don't think that that's a, that's an experience that's unique to me because I'm black and working class. Mm. Um, but I do think that there are so many barriers that being black, female and working class create for someone like me that is trying to reintegrate um, and trying to like essentially like re, re like, well continue, not restart, but continue um, my life. Yeah, I definitely agree that not enough. So it's interesting because I, I've said on the podcast before that I um, work in academia. I also work part-time. They are two very, very different worlds. So in terms of my job in academia, they don't think that anyone's going to be going back to work. So working on site until at least spring 2021. So everyone's still going to be able to work from the comfort of their home. Um, so lockdown slash quarantine is kind of, there's an ease. There's an ease with it in that role, basically. There's an ease, there's a gentleness that the academy is treating us as staff with that is definitely not being afforded to us in my other job which is a very, very different role. We were shafted back into work um, in June, so still during the lockdown period. Um, and the, the reintroduction back into work was kind of like phased in over maybe a three-week period. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't significant, and being that I work part-time or that the people in my team work part-time, there wasn't massive sort of allowances given but by the end of June everyone was back into the like back in work properly um at that job and in that role and I can very clearly see the way that I'm being treated in my role in academia where I am where everybody is middle class everybody bar one person in my department is white there's a level of privilege that these people enjoy versus my other role where most people are from a black or minority ethnic background um most people are working class most if not everyone is working class and there's a way in which they're being treated there's also narratives as well that I feel are a little bit violent so this whole stuff about the economy having shrunk 20 percent and us going into recession I have noticed that there has been a lot of talk about that, particularly in my part-time role. And almost like a, maybe a narrative that you should be glad for this job, don't have expectations, perhaps, maybe, for any kind of raise in line with inflation or anything of that nature because we're, in, we're entering a recession, we don't have the money for that. Versus my job in academia where there's not been any chat of any of those types of things. So I'm in a place where I can just see the difference and I can see where one role is easing me back in quote-unquote normalcy far more gently than the other role. When I think of um, my sector, and obviously I work with young people, when I look at like 
for young people, lockdown didn't happen for them, basically. Um, <laughs> there was no such thing. Um, and so we were finding, and like, I was working in a role during lockdown that required like intense support. The, the young women that I was working with required intense support. Um, and there was, in terms of like, when I look, when I look at like, and again, the company that I was working for, or the organisation that I was working for, um, I'm not even necessarily directly speaking about them. I think that this is something across the sector, but the frontline staff, the staff that are underground, are usually the working class black staff. Um, mm-hmm. Usually the staff that have more kind of office-based roles are usually white middle class stuff and that's something that is like true across the sector and then you've got George Floyd and then you've got all the like kind of racial just that stuff that's coming up about race left right and center and I just think from a like from a very personal standpoint I can't speak for everybody in my sector but I know from a very personal standpoint that I have been carrying a lot like I've been carrying a lot inside myself there's been a lot of organizing there's been a lot of like conversations there's been a lot of energy expended throughout mm-hmm. this period and I'm in a place now where I'm exhausted I am mm. absolutely exhausted I'm completely burnt out and that is and like I left my role so I'm not working for that organization anymore but um if I was still working for them now would be a time where I'm expected to gear back up and actually mm. all things go like you're meant to be meeting up with the young people you're meant to be re-engaging you're meant to be doing more work <laughs> more mm-hmm. work now to re-engage and to kind mm-hmm. of reboot the work that kind of went on a bit of a lull pause during the lockdown and for me I had to leave the role because it's like where is the energy to do that stuff gonna come from when there was such little support um throughout the process of of lockdown for people that come from our communities mm-hmm. and so I'm like on so many levels and again I'm, I'm telling one side of the story because I think there's another there's another part to the story that lockdown for many people um, actually rebooted income and created opportunities and allowed people to really reflect on what they want to do and and actually where people were able to rest and pause and so I'm aware that like this is one story um, but I'm just speaking to my experience and the fact that like I'm just in a place now where I feel really almost disillusioned is the truth and just really tired really like tired and really like this year has taken its toll on mm. me emotionally um spiritually financially but i'm also being told and all the messaging is that the world is opening back up again um and i'm expected to kind of be ready for that yeah what you were saying then in regards to your very when you got really specific about your role when you were talking about the expectation being you essentially being on the front line and going back out as soon as lockdown was over to now re-engage these young people and that pressure on your shoulders that's very much how I feel in my part-time role that the expectation is that we 
as if we were almost waiting by the door for the call to get back out to work and that our role is to run and to to essentially and in all fairness take on even more responsibility than we had when lockdown and quarantine initially started because not only is the role to do the the work that we've always done but it's also some semblance of re-engagement of course it's not the same industry it's not the same role that um that we're in or anything like that but in in its own way my role had there has been a massive expectation to like re-engage stakeholders essentially do more actually after this lockdown period similarly there's not been a lot of credence given to the fact that there are certain struggles that were probably disproportionately felt by working class people and that even coming out of lockdown I talk again about this narrative around the economy and all of these things that actually feel a little bit distant as they are so when when they report on the news that the economy has shrunk 20 point whatever percent between however many months it was to me as a working class black woman that report doesn't mean anything to me it starts to mean something when the policies now start coming in place and when you're taking away free travel from young people and whatever happens as a result of a recession and I just feel like again grappling with the results of the economy shrinking and us entering recession on new issues that we now have coming out of lockdown and then new issues that structures don't give credence to when they're dealing with us so for example I've got a younger sister who is signed into A2 she is of course not going to have free travel from September I, I hear that I think that the last day of free travel is at the 31st of August or whatever are they going to bring back EMA or an equivalent I've not heard anything like that um yeah it's going to be taken away um, I took her to dinner recently and she was talking about like just feeling really anxious about A-levels generally. So it's like, it is very anxiety-inducing anyway. Then on top of that, they've had the A-level results issue. So there is like, I'm not sure what the playing field is going to look like, but there might be an inflated amount of applicants next year, which is going to make the play, unlevel the playing field and mean that university places are more competitive. There are lesser prospects of her getting a little part-time job because of the recession that we're apparently entering. She hasn't got free travel. She's got the stresses of A-levels. She is a working-class young girl, comes from a working-class background and what have you, what have you. These are stresses that her (laughs) middle-class counterparts, they don't need to think about things like that in the slightest. I think I've cited about four different things that she now had, these new worries that she now has coming out of lockdown. And I think that we said a lot (laughs) in the episode Black Broken Quarantine, but now I'm really deep in that it's, yeah, this is serious. This is very serious. My one is that how, like how are we meant to, to navigate this new world? I don't feel equipped to, me personally, with all that I have got and with all the like, the, all the tools that I have to navigate the world and these issues, um, I still feel like how am I expected to like just get up and go back to normal, essentially? What is normal? So even in terms, and this is like me just being kind of very open here, but 
obviously I, I was working for an organization part-time and then I was freelancing and all of that money completely stopped so that is what six months of not getting so my, my wage has been halved basically over six months and that income just isn't there and so there are like ways in which certain financial projections that I had for the year or just certain things like the safety safety net that I was creating for myself just completely like slowed down essentially and it's like I can see that for me that really means something so for somebody else for like I was having a conversation with someone recently who got furloughed and they were talking about all the home improvements that they got to do and all like the amazing things that like being furloughed afforded them and this was a white middle-class woman and I was just thinking oh it must be nice (laughs) like it must be really nice do you know what I mean because that's that's not my experience and actually coming back into like things opening up now coming back into a job market that like you said is going to be oversaturated there's just so many different things that I'm just aware that like feel so for me in this moment difficult to do and even the vim or the energy to so things are opening back up now which should mean that okay cool jump back on the horse and be active and you know what some people have capacity and hats off to them but I just don't like I just don't have capacity to engage with a lot of these things which has really I've felt really depressed um over the past few weeks just the thought of having to deal with a lot of the things um that coming out of lockdown now mean yeah I felt really I felt really depressed I felt really heavy so this whole that the whole like A-level stuff the whole like the young people their travel being taken away from them how like what do you want how are they meant to travel like how are they meant to travel because their parents don't have money now to send them to do nice things I mean their parents don't have the extra what what is travel per week like their parents don't have that money and it's like just taking into account the ways in which this stuff is really fucking us up like and just thinking like where do we go what do we do where's the energy meant to come from to combat this even like this eat out to help out scheme I was joking with a friend the other day because they were like yeah like I was spending my last money (laughs) They were like, they were spending their last £50 to get the half-price food um, because they needed to enjoy it. They didn't, um, <laughs> they didn't get to eat out to help out because they ain't got peas right now. They ain't got money right now, do you know what I mean? But they were like, no, I'm going to spend my last £50. And they went to a nice restaurant because why should they miss out? Do you know what I mean? Why should, why should these things not benefit them as well? And even though we're laughing about it, it's not funny. It's not funny. Do you know what I mean? All of these, like... The way the world looks now, uh, all of the things that you can say on the one hand, like things are being done to support like a smooth reintegration into society. Those things are not reaching certain groups, basically. What you were saying there, I was walking past the KFC the other day. Not the other day, yesterday, Wednesday. And I saw a group of boys really young they probably were like 14 and they were all sitting in KFC having a meal together and of course they were probably taking advantage of the eat out to help out scheme and I thought oh like that's so nice they called <laughs> called the vendor come together and bought their KFC obviously 
to take advantage of it, you've got to sit in. But yeah, it was nice to see that. But the backdrop to it is <laughs> let's get this in when we can or for as long as we can because they're not even going to be able to jump on the bus for free come the end of the week. Um, I don't know, man. I do not know. And I get so frustrated. And even what you're saying about the lady that you're speaking to who was furloughed, I don't know where she works, what industry she works in, what job she has. But I know that the part-time role that I do, the people that work in that organisation on the front lines, those of them that were furloughed, they, they were penalised though. They were penalised with their holiday um, allowances. For every X amount of weeks that you're furloughed, you get a holiday day deducted from your holiday allowance. And it was just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Why? Why do you hate people so much? Why do you hate these people so, so, so much? I don't understand. And I don't understand how people don't see that like, this is wickedness. <laughs> this is actually wickedness and you don't have to do this because them having the holiday allowance doesn't take away from anything. It doesn't take away from anything. I just think that there is a way in which, and it's. I think it's been really clear throughout this lockdown period and even before it, so even when we had the Conservative government by Theresa May, I think it was just really um, headed by Theresa May. I just think it was really obvious and clear that there are ways in which we have to navigate life that is completely ignored and not taken into account by the powers that be. And my reaction to it on a daily basis as I go about my life and I hear okay free travel has been taken away from the young people the a-level the a-level debacle there's a sadness and a frustration and a like I almost feel like I'm suffocating because I'm because like what you were saying how is the how why do you not understand what is happening or what you're causing? I really don't know. I do not know what to say. And I don't know what to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's mad because that is also happening in conjunction with that you can't travel really, so borders are not open in a lot of places. Carnival's locked off, um, gatherings of up to 30 max, and we know that black people parties that don't work. Do you know what I mean? It's also that they just, I just, everything feels so restricted and so, like, just difficult. Yeah, and I think... It's interesting because there were so many pros to the lockdown for me. Like, there was a lot of growth that happened. But I think coming out this end of it, I'm just like, I feel very disillusioned. And I just feel very like, what, what, where do we go from here? Mm. Um, I don't like, I don't like this face mask business. I don't like bare things. Like, I just bare things that just don't feel natural or comfortable. Yeah, I think a lot of my comforts have been taken away from me in the sense that, like, I just don't feel as free. So I just don't feel like as that, oh, I can just, like, butt my bedroom and go and eat a food as comfortably. Or, I don't know, like, everything just feels a lot more, like, restricted. And that that's a difficult... It's difficult adjusting to that. Um... And I think thinking about the working class experience 
or the working class, like the way that we live, I can just see the many ways that like the things that we would go to for comfort or for freedom or for entertainment are also just not there at the moment. The world feels very weird. Things feel very uncertain. Um, there was a lot of time to think and overthink, and then now we're come that like, we're in this part of the process where it's like, okay, well, I I'll speak for myself. I'm in this part of the process where it's like, okay, so what does this mean? Like, what is my life meant to look like now that I've been able to process? Now that we've had all these amazing conversations about race now that I'm, my eyes are really open and I'm really alert and aware of like how mad the world we were living in before all of this was, how do I rebuild a world post-corona? I don't know if I'm, I've got bare questions, but it's interesting. I think it, I'm aware that I'm speaking from a very specific place today and I'm aware that like, this is one narrative because I know that like I've got friends that are having totally different conversations about all the hope that this provides and all the like space that there is now and how much clarity they have and how rested they feel so I'm aware that like I'm very much speaking from my perspective here um and that there are different stories there are different narratives um about what this means for different people. But for me, I just feel very depleted, man. In all fairness, I think on a very, very, very personal level, so just taking Jade as an individual, um, similar to what you were saying, there was things I was able to do with my time that I didn't, that I've, yeah, not had the privilege of time to do. So working out more, um, growth so yeah just elements of my growth that took place that in lockdown that I don't think would have taken place at such a fast pace um if life was as normal in 2020 so I must I must credit that I must acknowledge that but I am just so hyper aware of all of the downsides to to all of this stuff and I think even almost like a double-edged sword one of the like realizations that I think I came to in lockdown was the way in which we live our lives as a society is is so unsustainable and it's yeah it's just unsustainable basically and there was a way in which I realized that I guess Babylon functions and keeps breathing and keeps moving and keeps growing and is more more and more insidious um, that was almost halted or the pause button was pressed on it during during quarantine. I'm hyper aware of, even though I came to that realization during lockdown, the play button has been pressed. <laughs> And Babylon is back up and running again. And despite that realisation that I've come to, I'm now seeing and accepting and processing the fact that, oh, even though you came to that conclusion, Babylon will Babylon, Babylon will continue to Babylon. But I now have this new knowledge that 
don't need to do what it does. This is unnecessary. This is exploitative, inherently exploitative. This is this is fuckery, and that's difficult to to swallow and continue with and live with. And what are some of the positives? I'm aware that there are lots of negatives, but there are some positives. What would you say are some of the positives? Maybe on that last point I just made. It is opening or it has opened my eyes up to um, maybe the power that I actually do have over my life. So I don't have to live here. I don't have to live in London. I don't have to live in England. It's a choice. I think maybe some other positives. I am maybe more aware. I've connected more with the things that I do need, that I need to be doing on a weekly basis. I just had a lot of time, so I was able to cook more as well. So there were just certain ways that my body's looks and it's functioning now um because it because I had all of that time and I was able to connect with it so deeply and feed it what it wants to be fed and move it the ways that it wants to be moved and now I know so I I am I endeavor to make better choices for myself going forward basically and live a more yeah like live more comfortably live more healthily so the rest time and the pause time was important it was important for me jade as an individual um as much as i have spoken a little bit more structurally or i've spoken to my place in this structure more broadly and generally i think jade as an individual i must acknowledge that it has been beneficial i now have to be brave and audacious in making certain choices moving forward and going forward what about yourself there i just think there was a lot of stuff that happened during lockdown that was really healing for me um collectively and on a personal level so like even things like nf10 v10 and just that the clashes and stuff Mm. like that i think that was really healing really fun yeah um like there's just not there i don't think that 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 stuff would have happened i think the spotlight being on race um in the ways that it has been um, I think that that is really positive. I think that it's legitimised. It's a shame that it's taken this, but I think that it has legitimised conversation that I've been trying to have for a long time. And okay. I think white people that I'm engaged, I'm having these conversations with, are looking at me like I'm a little bit less mad now, or it's <laughs> less like it's less like I'm less confrontational. Yeah, yeah, I'm less the rebellious one because it's a conversation that is relevant, which is great. I am Joyce Kay, the chef influencer woman. Um, she happens to be my real G. Um, like just seeing all of her growth and the ways that like lockdown supported her business um, personally, that has been like mad inspiring to be close mm. to and watch um, from behind the scenes. That's been really inspiring for me. Coming out of it, I'm happy that like I can do things like without people looking at me side eye as well so I can like be out and lockdown is done now in it so people are not <laughs> that conversation of like oh why are you out or are you two meters away and all of that stuff that's slowed down this period of like most people are still working from home mm-hmm. but there's a level of flexibility that that brings but also like things are opening up we're in a space where like that what I have been able to 
make the most of that. Yeah, make the most of that, which has been nice in terms mm. of positive. It doesn't feel positive this week. Um, next week it might feel different. There were points mm. where it felt different um, before, but right now it doesn't feel very positive. But I'm aware that like that's right now, um, mm. and that yeah, the world has the world feels like it's changed though. The world feels like it's changed for better or for worse or both. Um, but it just feels like it's changed. I am trying to adapt to that and trying to decide for myself what that means for me. Well, I definitely hear you. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um oh, actually, we missed something really important, but actually it might not necessarily be relevant to in fact, no, it is relevant. Another good thing that has come out of this lockdown period is the traction that this podcast has gained and the momentum that it, that it gained. Yeah, that was another positive thing that happened. But even that, it's interesting, because I want to know if the whites, because the whites in it that started listening to us, I want to know if they're going to keep listening to us or if, like, that was, because I feel like there was a moment where things were really popping off I've seen I've already seen that that's slowed down a bit so in terms of like sustained listenership I'd like to, to okay. see okay we're being positive <laughs> I'd like to see what that means or what they what they're on yeah but yeah thank you guys for listening as always anyway and yeah we'll catch you on the next one bye I can't come here and die. I can't come here and lose. Got all this shit on my mind. Like, what the fuck I'm a day? Work ain't paid me in time. My bitch just ripped in my mood. No two just cut off my life.